Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We're continuing with our study of the glories of Lord Nityananda, part 7. So we'll be reading from the 87th verse of the 5th chapter of the Adarila. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya <coughs> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Tinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <clears throat> so welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We are continuing with our study of the glories of Lord Nityananda. So we are currently learning about Garbhodakashai Vishnu, the shloka for which. So all the different Purushavatars, they are expansions of Lord Nityananda Prabhu. I think it's 9 if I'm not wrong. No, this 10th one. Yes, so this is the verse, the explanation of which we are currently actually reading in the 5th chapter. So we will chant this verse and then we will continue with the explanation and then quickly we will go to the next verse, 11th. <coughs> Yasyam Shamsha Shrila Garbhodhashai Yanna Bhyabjam Loka Sanghatanalam Loka Srashtu Sutikadhamadhatus Tam Shri Nityananda Ramam Brapadye. I offer my full obeisances under the feet of Shri Nityananda Ram, a partial part of whom is Garbhodhakashai Vishnu. From the navel of Garbhodhakashai Vishnu sprouts the lotus, that is the birthplace of Brahma the engineer of the universe. The stem of that lotus is the resting place of the multitude of planets. So, (coughs) 
I I don't know whether we have actually started the tenth one. Maybe we are even doing the ninth one. We will chant this also, no problem. You see, Maya Bharta Janda Sangha Shreyanga Shete Sakshat Karanam Bodhi Madhye Yasyai Kamsha Shri Pumana Devas Tam Shri Nityananda Ramam Prapadye. I offer my full obeisances under the feet of Sri Nityananda Ram, whose partial representation called Karanodakshaya Vishnu. Lying on the Karana Ocean is the original Purusha, the master of the illusory energy and the shelter of all the universes. I think we are doing this verse, if I'm not wrong. So let's go. 587. We have stopped at 86 last session, which was two weeks ago. Last week we could not have any classes. Yeah, this is this is actually the Mahavishnu. You see, so this is actually the explanation of the ninth verse. All right, so we haven't started the tenth verse yet. So the Mahavishnu has contact. or is connected with the material energy in two ways he, but he does not have the slightest contact with it so he is a shelter of the whole material energy and he is a support uh, everything rests in him and he is the one supporting um by entering into everything now 87 This is actually a verse from Shrimad Bhagavatam, one eleven thirty eight. Etadishanam eshasya prakritistho pitad gunaihi nayujyate sadatmasthair yatha buddhistada ashraya. This is the opulence of the Lord. Although situated within the material nature, He is never affected by the modes of nature. Similarly, those who have surrendered surrendered to Him and have fixed their intelligence upon Him are not influenced by the modes of nature. Purport. This is a verse from Shrimad Bhagavatam, one eleven thirty eight. So the Lord, as we have seen in two weeks before, I don't know how much you remember of that session. So the Lord is the owner or the cause of the entire material manifestation, but He is not under the rules of the cosmic manifestation or under the rule of the material nature. In fact, the material nature moves under His rule. मेटीरियम but at the same time i am not situated in the material world nor does it rest in me in truth see apparently contradictory statements it it rests in me but at the same time it um it does not rest in me and i am not in them as well so this is stated in the ninth chapter actually ninth fourth fifth and sixth verses purport nothing in existence is possible unless energized by the will of the lord 
The entire manifested creation is therefore resting on the energy of the Lord, but one should not therefore presume that the material manifestation is identical with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A cloud may rest in the sky, but that does not mean that the sky and the cloud are one and the same. This is a very nice example. The, the sky is the shelter for the cloud. The cloud rests in the sky, but the sky and the cloud are not the same thing. <clears throat> so similarly, the material nature cannot be taken as uh, the Supreme Personality of God. It's not identical. It's a small subset. A cloud may rest in the sky, but that does not mean the sky and the cloud are one and the same. Similarly, the qualitative material nature and its products are never identical with the Supreme Lord. The tendency to lord it over material nature or maya cannot be a feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. When he descends to the material world, he maintains his transcendental nature unaffected by the material qualities. In both the spiritual and material worlds, he is always the controller of all energies. The uncontaminated spiritual nature always exists within him. The Lord appears and disappears in the material world in different features for his pastimes, yet he is the origin of all cosmic manifestations. So here it is said here, the tendency to lord it over material nature cannot be a feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In other words, this is his opulence of Vairagya. He has nothing to do, although he is the complete owner of the material nature, he has nothing to do with it. And he doesn't even bother uh, trying to overlord over this material nature. First of all, he is the overlord. There's nothing for him to prove that he is the overlord. He's already the overlord. And the proof of that is death. Mrityu Sarvaharas Chaham. When anybody else thinks he is the overlord, then within one second he takes it away. And Krishna says, I am that death. In the form of death, he takes away everything. Therefore, um, he he does not have to uh, come and actively prove that you know he, he, he is the overlord of everything. And although he is the overlord, he doesn't even bother about the affairs of the material world. The only botheration for him is out of his causeless mercy, causeless love for his parts and parcel living entities and um, you know he he it pains him to see us suffer so as a father would have all goodwill for his child so similarly the lord has all goodwill for us and it hurts him that we are um, so adamant for our own peril and therefore he comes only to educate us only to uplift us and that's why he he uh, performs his ever-victorious pastimes in this material world in order to attract us because we want to be victorious, everybody. But then he is showing that he is always the ever-victorious person. Yeah? And also by his pastimes and also by his teachings, two things he does. Hmm. And he sends his acharyas, he sends, and those acharyas set up a, a practical system on how to actually follow practically in our lives and how to put all these instructions into uh, a, a pragmatic uh, approach pragmatic uh, system where everybody can follow it and actually make their way back home back to Godhead and not just live in this um, philosophizing world just you know thinking about it and you know, philosophizing about it but actually practically engaging in such service putting everything into action so he does all this for our benefit 
but otherwise he has nothing to do with this material world the material manifestation cannot exist separate from the supreme lord yet lord vishnu the supreme personality of godhead in spite of his connection with the material nature cannot be subordinate to nature's influence his original form of eternal bliss and knowledge is never subordinate to the three qualities of material nature this is a specific feature of the supreme lord's inconceivable potencies <clears throat> so again the same point is iterated next verse achintya aishwarya ejanih amar eta gitar arth koilo prachar Oh Arjuna, you should know this as my inconceivable opulence. This is the meaning propagated by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Shaita purusha jara amsha dharinam chaitanya rasange shai nityananda ram That Mahapurusha, Karanodakashai Vishnu, is known as a plenary part of him who is Lord Nityananda Balaram, the favorite associate of Lord Chaitanya. <coughs> It is the great mercy of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda that although they are these unparalleled supreme lords of everything and the grand arrangements of the material and spiritual universes rest on their strength they have mercifully descended among human society hiding their real opulence only to propagate the sankirtan movement Now why is there a need for Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami to give us a background knowledge of Nityananda Ram and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in these elaborate verses because only devotees can understand I think uh, what is that this verse is there no only the devotees can actually understand the the glory of the lord because naham prakasha sarvasya the lord hides his opulence from everybody else but however much he may try to hide the devotees easily will find him out and this verse from yamunacharya in the stotra ratna reveals this ullanghita trividhasi masamatishai sambhavanam tava parivradhima swabhavam ट्रांसेंडेंटलिमिटेशन्स you sometimes cover such characteristics by your own energy but nevertheless your unalloyed devotees are always able to see you under all circumstances now this is very important two things are mentioned here see time space and thought now einstein's theory of relativity covers time and space but there is another element which einstein has not covered and that is thought he has calculated that the speed of light is the fastest thing in this material world but there is this thing called the thought which is far subtler than light and which is much faster than light um, 
so our understanding vedic understanding is far superior to the einstein's theory of relativity because we have uh, the element we consider the element of thought and great sages in the past they have made use of this element like for example this this uh, concept of teleportation that means from here you know thousands of miles away they can just he disappear here and appear there so the sages used to be able to do this they can travel um, on the sun rays of the sun they can make light, themselves so light and they can travel uh, taking the sun ray as the um, highway they can go anywhere mm, through the waterways they can travel uh, through mind they can travel so they have much subtler ways of traveling they cannot be locked down like <laughs> what is going on in the current situation so this element of thought and how to actually practically put it into action and you know that mystic power the sages used to have and in other planets they still have on earth also they used to have that hmm. so now even though all these powers can be attained see everything within this material world is limited by time space and thought that means we can understand with um, you know in this i mean everything in this material world with these things time space and thought within this everything within this material world is within time space and thought but krishna cannot be understood see your characteristics however being unequal and unsurpassed are always transcendental to such limitations that means the the same verse in the I mean, brahma samhita ंगवाद the toe nails of the lord cannot be even understood forget about the entire lord the toe nails of the lord cannot be understood so that means the lord is always whether that means in other words even when he comes in front of us we will not be able to identify him because we are identifying everything based on our sensory perception we are defining everything based on our sensory perception so our definitions are themselves wrong and the lord is always beyond such limitations so we can never identify him even if when if we comes here hmm. because of our imperfect uh, conditioning um, but so even that means in other words even if he shows himself very vividly the atheists cannot understand him like for example the entire universe is so wonderful and it was created with such you know grandeur everything is there still the atheists will atheist will say oh there is no god how can there be no god when everything is created such um in a magnificent order i mean for a spacecraft so many scientists so much brain is required there are millions of spacecrafts in the name of planets which are nothing but spacecrafts they are moving in the space with their own atmospheres so why that creator of those spaceships are is never credited with any intelligence hmm. this is stupidity so even there is full evidence for his presence they deny 
whereas when the lord wants to withdraw all such evidence and hide everything even then the devotees will be able to find it find him out and that is exactly the case uh, lord chaitanya and nityananda they hid all their opulences only it takes the effort of krishnadas kavraj goswami and all the you know six goswamis and everybody uh for for them to only when they revealed the opulence of chaitanya and nityananda can we understand now their actual position hmm. <clears throat> and once we understand their position then we we will begin not taking them lightly because in indian history chaitanya mahaprabhu is just considered a saint a saint i mean a saint is still a very high position but that is a huge understatement when we are talking about chaitanya nithyananda prabhu and in fact this very thing this very um incident is mentioned later in this chapter where one one person he um he neglects nithyananda prabhu he has full faith in chaitanya mahaprabhu but does not have faith in nithyananda prabhu and he falls away from devotional service so he is cursed so that is also mentioned here we will read as we go on in the chapter it's quite a long chapter actually so later on this story will be mentioned hmm. but this is the position of nityananda prabhu that all the purushavataras the the sankarshan in the spiritual world and the seshanag all these maintainers of the material and spiritual worlds are is are just nothing but parts of the plenary portions of nityananda prabhu एतनवमश्लोकैर्थविवरण दशमश्लोकैर्थशुनोदीयामन आई हैव दस एक्सप्लेन द नाइन्थ वर्स एंड नाउ आई शेल एक्सप्लेन द टेन्थ प्लीज लिसन विद रैप्ट अटेंशन सो वी हैव दस कंक्लूडेड द नाइन्थ द एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑफ द नाइन्थ वर्स सो नाउ वी आर गोइंग लर्न अबाउट गर्भोदकषाय विष्णु अंटिल नाउ वी हैव रेड अबाउट द कारणोदकषाय विष्णु एंड ऑल्सो बिफोर दैट द संकर्षण इन द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड एंड नाउ गर्भोदकषाय विष्णु सो गर्भ मीन्स वोम्ब सो दिस यूनिवर्स इज लाइक अ वोम्ब वोम्ब इज अ प्लेस वेर इज एंटायरली कवर्ड एंड इट्स डार्क इन साइड सो दिस दिस यूनिवर्स इज ऑल्सो लाइक अ वोम डार्क इज कम्प्लीटली टाइट टाइट वट इज दैट एयर टाइट वाटर टाइट शेल सो यीलगर्भोदाई यनाभ्यजम लोकसंघातनाल लोकस्रष्टु सूति काम धातुस्तम श्रीनिनंदम प्रपद्ये नाउ दिस वर्स जस्ट फोर लाइन्स बट सच ह्यूज ट्रूथ्स आर मेन्शन हियर विच द साइंटिस्ट्स हैव नो क्लू ऑफ द स्पेस साइंटिस्ट्स लाइक नाउ द लेटेस्ट क्रेज इज एलॉन मस्क who's trying to go to mars and moon and this and that <clears throat> but they have absolutely no clue of the planets and the universal planetary situation but in this verse alone the entire summary of the planetary situation is mentioned see <clears throat> yasya whose amsha amsha portion of a planetary portion श्रीलगर्भ उदशाई 
गर्भोद कषाई विष्णु उदक मीन्स वाटर गर्भ मीन्स दिस दिस वूम ऑफ द यूनिवर्स द वाटर इन द यूनिवर्स शाई मीन्स वन हू लाइज डाउन शयनम मीन्स टू स्लीप टू लाई डाउन शाई मीन्स वन हू लाइज डाउन यथ ऑफ होम नाभि अब्जम द नेवल लोटस लोक संघात ऑफ द मल्टीट्यूड ऑफ प्लैनेट्स नालम हैविंग अ स्टेम दैट इज द रेस्टिंग प्लेस लोक स्रष्टु ऑफ लॉर्ड ब्रह्म क्रिएटर ऑफ द प्लैनेट्स सूतिका धाम द बर्थ प्लेस सूति प्रसूति मीन्स बर्थ सूति सूतिका धाम द बर्थ प्लेस धातु ऑफ द क्रिएटर तम टू हिम श्री नित्यानंद रामम टू लॉर्ड बलराम इन द फॉर्म ऑफ लॉर्ड नित्यानंद prapadye i surrender translation i offer my full obeisances under the feet of shri nityanand ram a partial part of whom is garbhodakshaya vishnu from the navel of garbhodakshaya vishnu sprouts the lotus that is the birthplace of brahma the engineer of the universe the stem of that lotus is the resting place of the multitude of planets now you see how much information is here until now in the explanation of the lord sankarshan in the spiritual world we have studied the situation of the spiritual world to at least a little bit extend what we can understand there is far far beyond our comprehension we cannot even go out of this universe let alone the spiritual world mm. and what is there in the spiritual world is explained so already that knowledge is way beyond our experimental uh, purview then karanodakshaya vishnu is mentioned from whom multitude of universes are coming out that is also within our i mean beyond our uh, comprehension because again that is the karanodakshaya vishnu exists outside the universe outside the universes and that is also beyond our conception so that also we have learned in detail and now we are getting to garbhodakshaya vishnu who is within this universe of which we have some knowledge at least right at least the scientists have found out that we are living on the planet earth but even outside of the earth planet they have, their knowledge is so small they don't know anything about any, anything at all sometimes they think they know and they act like they know but much of it they do not know at all no idea now we are entering into a realm which the scientists are trying to explore until now whatever was it beyond even the scientist explanation capability now at least we are now speaking about this universe alone which the scientists are trying to explore and their theories the big bang theory or whatever theories they have you know um, they are trying to construct all of them do not match the vedic uh, descriptions here and here is the real science of creation how creation was made particularly at this moment as we are talking the scientists are looking at this astronomical um, phenomenon called the black hole there is a black hole which they are trying to study and when will they ever understand i mean they have no idea actually what actually what is the black hole and in fact the black hole is a concept not even in the vedic scriptures maybe the hole you can say is the the only hole that is talked about is the pores of mahavishnu the holes from where the universes are coming out and they will go back in 
uh, after the destruction so that can be considered a black hole you know but otherwise these scientists they cannot understand actually what is black hole or nothing they can understand so they are trying to understand this world this universe but here in this one verse now it, it may look like we are just you know sitting i'm just sitting at this table here and then speaking to you you know without any background in um, astronomy or astrophysics or nothing like that so <clears throat> i'm i'm talking here but we are having here perfect knowledge because it is revealed by the parampara system and this um, by from the supreme lord now here garbhodakshaya and these statements are all verified by the shrimad bhagavatam and all these vedic literatures and all the great acharyas as well so this is how creation took place from the navel of garbhodakshaya vishnu sprouts the lotus that is the birthplace of brahma the engineer of the universe even in other abrahamic religions they call him abraham or ibrahim but actually it is coming from this word brahma so in fact the religions are called abrahamic religions that abrahamic ibrahim those words are coming from the word brahma now he is the engineer of the universe you see the stem of that lotus is the resting place of the multitude of planets now another important thing is it we have now in this verse we have the information of the creator of the universe brahma and where from he came garbhodakshaya vishnu the navel lotus and the lotus stem the stem of that lotus on which he is sitting is the resting place of all the planets i mean these planets and everything that we see is within that stem now just try to imagine how vast is even the stem of that lotus it's not just some you know tiny stem you know like what we see in the in in the world here the stem of the lotus that stem is the resting place of all the planets and the walls of that stem is in the shrimad bhagavatam it is uh, named as the lokalok mountain the loka aloka mountain there is nothing but the cylindrical wall which is actually the wall of the stem of this lotus and what is beyond that wall that is also mentioned it's just vast emptiness vast emptiness and all the planets are within the stem of that lotus see how much information is given hmm? purport in the mahabharat shanti parva it is said that he who is pradyumna is also aniruddha he is also the father of brahma thus garbhodakshaya vishnu and kshirodakshaya vishnu are identical planetary expansions of pradyumna the original deity of brahma who is born from the lotus flower it is pradyumna who gives brahma direction for cosmic management <coughs> See, it is Pradyumna who gives Brahma direction for cosmic management. A full description of Brahma's birth is given in Srimad Bhagavatam 3.8.15 and 16. So, let us actually go there. Talloka Padmam Sau Eva Vishnu Pravi Vishat Sarva Gunava Bhasam 
तस्मिन् स्वयं वेदमयो विधाता स्वयं भुवं यम स्मवदन्ति सो भूत into that universal lotus flower lord vishnu personally entered as the super soul and when it was thus impregnated with all the modes of material nature the personality of vedic wisdom whom we call the self born was generated this lotus flower is the universal virat form or the gigantic form of the lord in the material world it becomes amalgamated in the personality of godhead vishnu in his abdomen at the time of dissolution you see what happens to the lotus at the time of dissolution or destruction of the universe is also mentioned here it becomes amalgamated in the personality of godhead vishnu in his abdomen at the time of dissolution and it becomes manifest at the time of creation this is due to garbhodakshaya vishnu who enters into each of the universes in this form is the sum total of all the fruitive activities of the living entities conditioned by material nature and the first of them namely brahma or the controller of the universe is generated from this lotus flower this first born living being unlike all the others has no material father and thus he is called self born or swayambhu he goes to sleep with narayan at the time of devastation and when there is another creation he is born in this way from this description we have the conception of three the gross virat form the subtle hiranyagarbha and the material creative force brahma and the next verse also tasyam sacham bhoruha karnikayam avasthito lokam apashyamanah parikraman vyomni vivritta netrash chatvari lebhe nudisam mukhani brahma born out of the lotus flower could not see the world although he was situated in the world he therefore circumambulated all of space and while moving his eyes in all directions he achieved four heads in terms of the four directions how he achieved four heads is also mentioned here and just look at that he was looking in all directions so much so that he could not understand what was going on and then and that gave rise to four heads in terms of the four directions so these are the details of brahma's birth and he was as you can see he could not see the world he was born in complete ignorance and then the lord um asked him to do tapasya he heard the word tapa and then he started tapasya started tapasya even if when you don't know anything like a baby who was just born and you tell the baby tapa the baby will not understand anything right so to even understand the words tapa he did not learn alphabets by the way there is no school that he went to a b c d nothing how did he even understand what tapa would mean so to even make him understand that the super soul parmatma has to awaken his knowledge from within and then he heard that instruction and he heeded the instruction and he did this austerity for 100 years of the demigods and then he finally saw the lord and then he got this um, in fact first of all he it, he was enlightened from the heart itself uh, so in this way uh, all this is mentioned in the brahma samhita also it is mentioned very clearly about all this lord brahma next verse lord brahma situated in that verse uh, in that lotus could not perfectly understand the creation the lotus or himself you see this 
This is from again Srimad Bhagavatam 3.8.17. Tasmadyuganta Shvasanava Ghurna Jalormi Chakra Salilad Virudham Upashritaha Kanjam Uloka Tattvam Natmanam Adha Vivadadi Devaham. Lord Brahma, situated in that lotus, could not perfectly understand the creation, the lotus, or himself. At the end of the millennium, the air of devastation began to move the water and the lotus in great circular waves. So, you can actually go and read. See, the purport, Lord Brahma was perplexed about his creation, the lotus and the world, even though he tried to understand them for one millennium, which is beyond calculation in the solar years of human beings. No one therefore can know the mystery of the creation and cosmic manifestation simply by mental speculation. This is another thing. So these Brahma could not understand the creation. Are these scientists, what these puny scientists can understand with their spacecraft and telescopes? It's useless endeavor, absolute useless endeavor. There's actually no need to explore the space also in that experimental way that they're doing. Because their idea is, oh, we have to find other, another settlement, another planet, because this earth will be full. There is no need for that. Krishna is perfectly maintaining all planetary systems. And we just have to follow his orders. We don't have to be, try to be the, the, you know, the superheroes trying to save the world. No, no, no. Save the world means preach Krishna consciousness. That much you can do. Other than that, nothing will save the world. Hmm. So no one can therefore no one therefore can know the mystery of the creation and cosmic manifestation simply by mental speculation. The human being is so limited in his capacity that without the help of the Supreme, he can hardly understand the mystery of the will of the Lord in terms of creation, continuance and destruction. <clears throat> Rajeshwari Mataji is asking, how about Brahma of other universes who has many more heads, Prabhuji? Yeah, so, I think you're asking about the directions, right? So, there are four directions because of the four heads of Brahma. Maybe in other universes there are many more directions, who knows? And also, anyway, there are ten directions, which are, you know, east, west, north, south, northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, and up and down. So, that covers the entire 3D space. Hmm? Yeah, I had to. <laughs> yes, Prabhuji, you're saying so. It is about the directions. So I, I knew. Uh, I, otherwise, I wouldn't have understood what was that about. So anyway, um, the directions, you know, in this universe they are defined as like this. Other universes, how would I know even? how they are defined, but by these 10 directions, according to Vedic understanding, it covers entirely the space. <clears throat> no one can know the mystery of the creation and cosmic manifestation simply by mental speculation. The human being is so limited in his capacity that without the help of Supreme, he can hardly understand the mystery of the will of the Lord in terms of creation, continuance and destruction. So they can look at these black holes for millions of years, they will be as much in darkness as a black hole would be. Black hole means darkness, right? I mean, they say light cannot pass through. The light cannot pass through their brains. The black hole is here. 
if they just open themselves up to the vedic descriptions they will understand the entire creation as it is but just by stating i mean just by listening to the statements of krishna and also krishna also revealed to us what what we can understand how much ever we can understand there is so much more we cannot understand even if you will go and learn the fifth canto of shrimad bhagavatam you will be bewildered so much how it is described so brahma are we as human beings are trying to you know understand brahma could not understand so the black holes are you know here completely empty black hole <laughs> so the brains one will get some brains if we listen to the supreme personality of god you see now we are just sitting here and discussing about this grand creation <clears throat> which is such a huge topic for the scientists which specialized astrophysicists talk about ordinary people cannot understand usually right but that elevated subject we are talking uh, although we are not experts in all these things but a devotee only need to be an expert in the science of krishna and once you know krishna you will know everything because krishna will reveal everything we just have to listen to him that's it whatever version he says that is correct why should i listen to some scientist's version of things between this imperfect scientist and the perfect krishna i would i would bank myself on the perfect krishna and his descriptions of things because he has created everything these scientists did not create everything he did not create anything in the first place what he only created is a false theory that he thinks is right hmm. you see lord brahma in his ignorance contemplated who am i that i am situated on the top of this lotus where from has it sprouted there must be something downwards and that from which this lotus has grown must be within the water to even understand that 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 is a lotus and the lotus will have a stem and the lotus the stem must be in the water lotus grows in the water where did he even get that idea from when there was no lotus created when he was the first living creator living being created how did he even understand how a lotus would take birth because lotus came well after brahma right but this lotus came before brahma how did he understand that lotus so all this krishna has to give some intelligence hmm. i mean you can go on reading this chapter 3.8 of shrimad bhagavatam uh, lord brahma thus contemplating entered the water through the channel of the stem of the lotus but in spite of entering the stem and going nearer to the navel of vishnu he could not trace out the root You see, here it is said, Bhaktyamama Bhijanati, Yavanyaschasmi Tattvataha. See, by dint of one's personal endeavor, one may go nearer to the Lord, but without the Lord's mercy, one cannot reach the ultimate point. Such understanding of the Lord is possible only by devotional service, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Bhaktyamama Bhijanati, Yavanyaschasmi Tattvataha. This is why the, de- the demons, the atheists, the scientists, they cannot understand. They will never understand, even with their vast explanation of space. Even by maybe 2200 or 2300 years, or maybe 3000 uh, ad uh, if at all the machines last last that long which i highly doubt even if they last that long even if they have vastly explored explored space they will have no clue absolutely no clue of its origin or its continuance or of its dissolution only by devotional service can we understand these things <coughs> anyway we'll go back to the verse under discussion you can go and read this chapter this whole um, you know 
um, description of creation. So, full description of Brahma's birth is given in Srimad Bhagavatam 3.8.15 and 16. Describing the features of the three Purushas, that means the Karanadakashaya Vishnu, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu and Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. These are the three Purusha, Purusha avatars. Describing the features of the three Purushas, the Laghu Bhagavatamrita says that Garbhodakashaya Vishnu has a four-handed form. And when he himself enters the hollow of the universe and lies down in the ocean of milk, he is known as Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, who is the super soul of all living entities, including the demigods. In the Satvata Tantra, it is said that the third Purusha incarnation, Kshirodakashaya Vishnu, is situated as a super soul in everyone's heart. This Kshirodakashaya Vishnu is an expansion of Garbhodakashaya Vishnu for pastimes. So, all the pastime incarnations of Krishna, um, of Vishnu, Leelavatar, um, and all the uh, Yuga Avatar and everybody, they come through Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. Shaita Purusha Ananta Brahmanda Srijiya Sabha Ande Praveshila Bahu Murti Hoya After creating millions of universes, the first Purusha entered into each of them in a separate form as Shri Garbhodakashayi. Bahumurti, taking multifarious forms. So the Garbhodakashaya Vishnus, there are innumerable of them. Karanadakashaya Vishnu, there is one. But Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, innumerable, infinite. And same with Kshirodakashaya Vishnu. Bhitare praveshi dekhe sabhandhakar rahite nahikasthana karilo vichar. Entering the universe, he found only darkness with no place in which to reside. Thus, he began to consider. Nijanga sveda jala karila srijan, shei jale kailo ardha brahmanda bharan. Sveda jala, sveda means perspiration. You see, sveda jala, water from perspiration. Then he created water from the perspiration of his own body and with that water filled half the universe you see his perspiration is so much different from ours you see <clears throat> and um, so it, is it true that the lord perspires yes he does but his perspiration is spiritual hmm. it does not stink like ours also <laughs> you know it's um, Everything about the Lord is complete. In fact, it is said in the fifth canto, Rishabdev, an incarnation of Krishna. His tool also was so fragrant. So, he's an incarnation of Krishna. His tool was fragrant for 80 miles around him. It's not, uh, you know, uh, stinking. No. Fragrant. Un- unimaginable uh, fragrance was coming from his tool. So, does the Lord have tool? Yes. But his tool, in fact, this material world is considered his tool. <laughs> so, so, like that, everything about the Lord is there, but it's completely spiritual and completely different from what we experience here. And he could fill the entire half of the universe with his perspiration, you see.
Rajeshwari Mataji is asking Prabhuji in Adi 5.94 so there are millions of universes then there are millions of such lotus stems flowers and brahmas yeah of course millions of brahmas are there and all of those brahmas were called also by this Krishna when he came here two times he called all the brahmas from different universes once in uh, Gokul Vrindavan and other time in Dwarka two times the Brahma Vimohan Leela and also in the Dwaraka. Two times he called all the other Brahmas. And the other Brahmas could transcend the shell of their own universes and actually travel over to this universe and meet Krishna and then go back to their universes. Krishna made that arrangement also. And within a second, when he called, they came. Within a second. How can we even imagine these things? Brahmanda Pramana Pancha Pancha Shat Koti Yojan Ayama Vistara Dui Hoyekasam The universe measures 500 million yojanas. Its length and breadth are one and the same. So 500 yojanas would translate to 4 billion miles. So one yojana is about 8 miles. So 4 billion miles. So this is also given in our Vedic literature. What is the size of this universe? Whereas the modern scientists cannot understand this. Jale bhari ardha taha koilo nijavas ar ardhe koilo chaudda bhuvana prakash After filling half the universe with water, he made his own residence therein and manifested the 14 worlds in the other half. So all the, uni- all the planetary systems that are existing in the space, vast space, are existing in the half of the universe only. The other half is just water so purport the 14 worlds are enumerated in Srimad Bhagavatam second canto fifth chapter the upper planetary systems are Bhu, Bhuvar, Swar, Mahar, Janas, Tapas and Satya the seven lower planetary systems are Tala, Atala, Vitala, Nitala, Talatala, Mahatala and Sutala the lower planets as a whole are called Patala. Among the upper planetary systems, Bhu, Bhuvar and Swar constitute Svargaloka and the rest are called Martya. The entire universe is thus known as Triloka. So, these are given. Even the planetary system names are given. Tahai Prakata Koila Vaikunthanijadham Shesha Sayanjale Korila Vishram there he manifested Vaikuntha as his own abode and rested in the waters on the bed of the Lord Shesha. <clears throat> so the Lord chose the Lord Shesha as his bed. The Ananta Shesha, the snake with thousands and millions of hoods. So, in other words, the snake makes the best bed. The body of the snake, of course, nobody want to, nobody would want to sleep on a snake, but it appears from the Lord's own choice of bed that uh, that is the best of beds. In fact, there is this uh, mattress company called King Coil. King Coil, but actually, the real King Coil is the Lord Shesha. He has coiled around, and he is actually the king of the whole material world, Ananta Shesha. And he's holding the entire uh, entire universe 
in a multitude of universes in fact and all the planetary systems on his head so the king coil the real king coil is lord anantashesh and that is the real mattress on which lord vishnu himself lies down and it's not only soft but also cooling because as you know snake is a cold blooded animal why because the lord anantashesh is actually that cooling bed on which lord vishnu chooses to sleep okay <clears throat> this is the spiritual mattress technology that is already <laughs> way before the lord has already you know uh, has been using not that this king coil is a some uh, you know revolutionary technology this was the very first thing that happened when the universe began the lord first of all filled it up with water and on the bed of lord shesha he lied down अनंतशय्याते ताहा करिलो शयन सहस्रमस्तक तार सहस्रवदन सहस्रचरणहस्त सहस्रनयन सर्व अवतार बीज जगत कारण वेरी नाइसली मेंशन हियर डिस्क्राइबिंग द अनंतशेष अनंतशय्याते ताहा करिलो शयन सहस्रमस्तक तार सहस्रवदन सहस्रचरणहस्त सहस्रनयन sarva avatara bija jagata karan he lay there with ananta as his bed lord ananta is the di- is a divine serpent having thousands of heads thousands of faces thousands of eyes and thousands of hands and feet he is the seed of all incarnations and is the cause of the material world purport in the reservoir of water first created by the perspiration of garbhodakshay vishnu The Lord lies on the Shesha plenary expansion of Vishnu who is described in Shrimad Bhagavatam and in the four Vedas as follows Actually this is the first verse of the Purusha Sukta as well Om Sahasra Shirsha Purusha Sahasra Akshah Sahasra Pat Sabhumim Vishvato Vritva Atyatishthad Dashangulam So this is the first verse of the Purusha Sukta The Vishnu form called Ananta Shayana has thousands of hands and legs and thousands of eyes and he is the active generator of all the incarnations within the material world. Sahasra Shirsha means thousands of heads. Purusha Sahasraksha thousands of eyes. Sahasrapat thousands of feet. Sabhumim Vishvato Vritva Atyatishthad Dashangulam. So this mention in fact in Bhagavad Gita also if you if you know this verse Uh, in the 13th chapter krishna says 13 14 13.14 sarvatah paani padam tat sarvatokshi shiro mukham sarvatah shruti malloke sarvam avritya tishthati everywhere are his hands and legs his eyes fa- heads and faces and he has ears everywhere in this way the super soul exists pervading everything so um of course he is speaking about the super soul here but even the ananta shayana um ananta shesh is also like that tarana bhipadma hoyte uthilo ek padma shei padma hoylo brahmara janma sadma from his navel grew a lotus flower which became the birthplace of lord brahma शै पद्मनाले होयलो चौद भुवन तेहु ब्रह्मा होया सृष्टि करिलो सृजन 
within the stem of that lotus were the 14 worlds thus the supreme lord as brahma created the entire creation <coughs> vishnu roopa haya kare jagat palane gunatit vishnu sparshana hi maya gune and as lord vishnu he maintains the entire world lord vishnu being beyond all material attributes has no touch with the material qualities purport shrila baladev vidyabhushan says that although vishnu is the predominating deity of the quality of goodness in the material world he is never affected by the quality of goodness for he directs that quality simply by his supreme will it is said that all living entities can derive all good fortune from the lord simply by his will in the vamana purana it is said that the same vishnu expands himself as brahma and shiva to direct the different qualities <coughs> <coughs> It is not that Lord Vishnu is in Sattvaguna. He manages the Sattvaguna. Sattvaguna is under him. He is not within Sattvaguna also. He is in the Shuddha Sattva. Sattvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam 4.3.23 He is beyond even Sattvaguna. And he also expands himself as Brahma and Shiva to manage the other two modes, passion and ignorance. When we say expand, like lord brahma in this case in our case is actually a living entity who was empowered by vishnu but sometimes when there are no living entities qualified to be brahma then he himself expands himself as brahma and of course shiva is his direct expansion to deal with the material world and therefore lord shiva although coming from vishnu is not exactly the same as vishnu his function is different and he is also not as powerful as Vishnu but he is more powerful than Brahma now we, you and I can become Brahma if we become qualified and the qualification is also stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam that if one can perform 100 lives in the Varnashram system without a mistake 100 lives in the Varnashram system that means if I am born as a Shudra I do all the duties of a Shudra honestly. If I am born next life as a Vaishya, then I do all the duties of Vaishya honestly. And then Kshatriya, Brahmana. If I can do 100 lives like that, without a mistake, I can become Brahma. That is a qualification for becoming Brahma. So, of course, <laughs> without a mistake is huge, you know, that kind of perfection. But even then, that perfection only gets us to Brahma's stage. We cannot even go out of the material world with such perfection. But the chanting of Hare Krishna is so much more perfect that just by this one life of chanting Hare Krishna, with this one short life in Kali Yuga, we can achieve the highest perfection. And this is the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The perfection to reach Brahma is so difficult, but the perfection to reach Krishna has made has been made so easy by the mercy of Chaitanya and Nityananda. Hmm. Just try to understand. <coughs> So, anyway, he, uh, Lord Shiva is his personal expansion of uh, Vishnu. And there is also explained in the Brahma Samhita that, uh, like, um, what is that? Kshiram yatha dadhivikara vishesha yogat sanjayate nahitatah prithagasti heto yasam bhutam apitatha samupaiti karyat govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. So, um, the, 
Lord Shiva is like the yogurt and Krishna is like the milk. So from milk you can get yogurt and from yogurt you cannot get back milk. So and milk's purpose is different, yogurt's purpose is different, they work differently, function is different. So similarly from Lord Shiva you cannot get the potency of Lord Vishnu. But from in Lord Krishna is invested the potency that is in Lord Shiva already. You see? Uh, that is the difference. But Brahma, even though we may, we may become Brahma, we can never become Lord Shiva. Never. He is way beyond. But even he is not as powerful as Vishnu or Krishna. Uh, that is the difference. In the Vamana Puran, it is said that the same Vishnu expands himself as Brahma and Shiva to direct the different qualities. So, Brahma is in charge of the mode of passion and Shiva is in charge of the mode of ignorance, Tamoguna. But it is not that Shiva is in ignorance. No. Shiva is in complete knowledge. Lord Shiva is in full perfect knowledge of everything. But he directs the mode of ignorance. He is a director. Because Lord Vishnu expands the quality of goodness, he has the, same, he has the name Sattvatanu. The multifarious incarnations of Kshirodakashaya Vishnu are known as Sattvatanu. Hmm. This is why sometimes the Mayavadis, they misunderstand Vishnu. They think he is a product of the mode of goodness. Uh, Sattvatanu. No, actually we, his name is like that because he directs the mode of goodness. Hmm. Therefore, in all Vedic scriptures, Vishnu has been described as being free from all material qualities. In the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, it is said, this is actually 10.88.5. Yeah. Harir hinir gunah sakshat purushah prakrite parah sasarvadrig upadrashta tambhajan nirguno bhavet The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari, is always uncontaminated by the modes of material nature. For he is beyond the material manifestation. He is the source of the knowledge of all the demigods headed by Lord Brahma and he is the witness of everything. Therefore, one who worships the Supreme Lord Vishnu also attains freedom from the contamination of material nature. One can attain freedom from the contamination of material nature by worshipping Vishnu and therefore he is called Sattvatanu as described above. Vajeshwari Mataji is asking, is Shiva directly in touch with material energy, Prabhuji? Yes. Rahul Pathak, Pathak is asking, how about Shiva and Vishnu, how they are different? So I think we have just covered that. In fact, there is more explanation, if you can read Brahma Samhita. But I don't want to go into that yet, because we have still a topic to cover. Um, that is a subject by itself, actually. But anyway, this, I have already summarized the difference. Rudra Rupa Dhari Gare Jagata Samhar Srishti Sthiti Pralaya Ichhaya Jahar Assuming the form of Rudra, he destroys the creation. Thus, creation, maintenance and dissolution are created by his will.
purport maheshwar or lord shiva is not an ordinary living being nor is he equal to lord vishnu effectively comparing lord vishnu and lord shiva the brahma samhita says that vishnu is like milk whereas shiva is like yogurt yogurt is nothing like milk but nevertheless it is milk also so lord shiva is non different from vishnu at the same time he is not vishnu also hiranyagarbha <coughs> hiranyagarbha antaryami jagat karan jara amsha kare kare virat kalpan he is the super soul hiranyagarbha the cause of the material world the universal form is conceived as his expansion हेनो नारायण जार अंशेर अंश शे प्रभु निनंद सर्व अवतंस दैट लॉर्ड नारायण इज अ पार्ट ऑफ अ प्लेनरी पार्ट ऑफ लॉर्ड नित्यानंद बलराम हु इज द सोर्स ऑफ ऑल इनकारनेशन दशम श्लोकेर अर्थ कैल विवरण एकादश श्लोकेर अर्थ शुन दियामन एकादश श्लोकेर अर्थ शुन दियामन I have thus explained the tenth verse. Now, please listen to the meaning of the eleventh verse with all your minds. So this eleventh verse is the last verse of uh, explaining the uh, what is that? Nityananda Prabhu. The so five verses explaining Nityananda Prabhu from seven to eleven. So this eleventh verse will be the last one. So this is the verse. Yes, Yam Sham Sham Shah. You see how many amsha amsha amsha. I don't know if you have you have noticed that. Let's go to the first one. So again, we are reca- recapping the five verses uh, explaining the Nityananda Prabhu. So this is the first verse. Sankarshana karana to yashai garbhodashai chapayobdhishai. शेषश्चयस्याम शकलाह सनित्यानंदाख्यराम शरणम ममास्तु सो दिस समराइजेस ऑल द ऑल द एक्सपेंशंस ऑफ नित्यानंद प्रभु संकर्षणम कारणतोयशाई गर्भोदशाई पयोभिशाई शेष फाइव ओके संकर्षण द थ्री पुरुषावतारस एंड शेष नाउ फर्स्ट वन स्पीक्स अबाउट संकर्षण मायातीते व्यापि वैकुंठलोके पूर्णश्वर्ये श्रीचतुर्व्यूहमध्ये रूपम यस्ोद्भाति संकर्षणाख्यम तम श्रीनिनंदम प्रपद्ये देश सी दिस् वर्ड रिमेबर दट माया भर्ता जांडसंघाश्रयांग शेते साक्षात्ंबोधिमध्ये श्रीलगर्भोदशाये यन्नाभ्यब्जं लोकसंघातनालं लोकस्रष्टुस्सूतिकाधामधातुस् तं श्रीनित्यानंदरामं प्रपद्ये देन हियर यस्याम शाम शाम शह परात्माखिलानां पोष्टाविष्णुर्भाति दुर्गा दुग्धाब्धिशायी क्षौणीभर्ता 
यत्कलासोप्यनस्तम श्रेनिध्यानंदमं प्रपद्ये दुग्धाधि दुग्धाधिशाई मिल्क ओशन यश्यंशंशंशंशिलाषाधिशाई क्षौणी भर्ता यत्कलासोप्यन तम श्रेनिध्यानंदमं प्रपद्ये I offer my respectful obeisances under the feet of Sri Nityananda Ram whose secondary part is the Vishnu lying in the ocean of milk. That Shirodakshai Vishnu is the super soul of all living entities and the maintainer of all the universes. Sheshanag is his further sub part. So here two uh, two features are mentioned the Shirodakshai Vishnu and Sheshanag in this verse. So Anantaha शेषनाग्रोजारायण शिरोमणिस्ट्रोलॉजिकल the ocean of salt water the ocean of milk the ocean of yogurt the ocean of clarified butter the ocean of sugarcane juice the ocean of liquor and the ocean of sweet water on the southern side of the ocean of salt water is the ocean of milk where lord shirodakshai vishnu resides he is worshiped there by demigods like brahma So again how do we even understand the situation of these oceans we can't even understand you see so <clears throat> but anyway these oceans are there now sometimes we may think how can you know um, uh, how can there be an ocean of milk milk from comes from cow that means there are so many cows which are giving so much milk and that milk also will get spoiled after some time so how come these oceans are there and nothing is happening so that's why we cannot imagine we only calculate from what we have seen in that case the salt water how did the salt water ocean come about somebody must mix salt and water to make it salty water right you know, who mixed the salt and water so uh, same thing so that's the thi- that's the thing we we only see what we see as reality and everything else oh that is impossible it is impossible here but it is possible somewhere else just like the demigods themselves cannot see lord vishnu similarly we cannot see the demigods even if we go to mars for example we cannot see anything there because our eyes are not capable and we conclude that there is nothing because we cannot see or our instruments can't see our instruments may help us see what we can already see otherwise 
what is within our capacity of seeing are the instruments that we may create may help us see in a better way or in a bigger way or whatever but what we can't see whatever instrument you put you cannot see that for example the spectacles the glasses <clears throat> will help a person see who has defective vision uh, he he may be able to correct his vision with that and he can see properly but a, a blind man if whatever spectacles you put he can't see that he can't see anything because he's blind so whatever we are blind to whatever instrument we may create we cannot see with that whatever we can already see in a defective way we can see a little bit better with our instruments that's all and that what is better that is also defined by us maybe we are seeing it wrongly we don't even know you see hmm so that's why this this scientific way of understanding things is very 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 defective very defective sakala jivarati ho hoy antaryami jagat palakati ho jagater swami he is the super soul of all living entities he maintains this material world and he is its lord this karma uh, sorry shirodakshay vishnu purport the laghu bhagavatamrita purvakhanda chapter 2 texts 36 through 42 gives the following description of the vishnu loka within this universe quoted from the vishnu dharmottara puran above rudra loka the planet of lord shiva is the planet called vishnu loka 400000 miles in circumference um <clears throat> in comparison our earth planet is i think what they have calculated is about 24000 kilometers in circumference this is 400000 miles times 1.6 and that then you will get the number of kilometers which comes to about 600000 plus 640000 kilometers wow and ours is only 24000 640000 how much difference so this vishnu loka in this material world itself is so much bigger which is inaccessible to any mortal living being this is another thing now it is its measurement is given but still it is inaccessible to any mortal living being above that vishnu loka and east of the sumeru hill is a golden island called mahavishnu loka in the ocean of salt water wow mahavishnu loka well that means within this universe there is a vishnu loka and there is a mahavishnu loka one in the ocean of milk one in the ocean of salt water wow this is even more difficult to understand <laughs> lord brahma and other demigods sometimes go there to meet lord vishnu that means sometimes they go to ocean of milk sometimes they go to the ocean of salt water also Lord Vishnu lies there with the goddess of fortune and it said that during the four months of the rainy season he enjoys sleeping on that Sheshanaga bed east of Sumeru is the ocean of milk in which um, there is a white city on a white island where the lord can be seen sitting with his consort Lakshmi ji on a throne of Shesha that feature of Vishnu also enjoys sleeping during the four months of the rainy season the Shweta dweep is the milk ocean sorry the sweta dweep in the milk ocean is situated just south of the ocean of salt water it is calculated that the area of sweta dweep is 200000 square miles 
This transcendently beautiful island is decorated with desire trees to please Lord Vishnu and his consort. There are references to Shvetadvip in the Brahmana Puran, Vishnu Puran, Mahabharata and Padma Puran. And there is the following reference in Srimad Bhagavatam 11.15.18. Shvetadvipa patau chittam shuddhe dharma maye mayi dharayan shveta Shvetatam yati shadurmi rahito naraha. My dear Uddhava, you may know that my transcendental form of Vishnu in Shvetadvipa is identical with me in divinity. Anyone who places this Lord of Shvetadvip within his heart can surpass the pangs of the six material tribulations hunger, thirst, birth, death, lamentation, and illusion. Shadurmi, you see the. Urmi means actually waves, waves in the ocean. So these waves toss us, you know, like a storm, you know, the waves toss. If a ship is going on these waves, and Urmi, it's... so these tribulations toss us in this material world, hunger, thirst, birth, death, lamentation, and illusion. Thus one can attain his original transcendental form. Now regarding this Urmi, there is this verse from Mukundamala Stotra which I remembered. 16th verse of the Mukundamala Stotra. Urmi, you see the word? Urmi means with the waves. He martyaha paramam hitam shrunutavo vakshami sankshepata samsararnavama padurmi bahulam samyak pravishya sthitaha O mortal beings, you have submerged yourselves fully in the ocean of material existence, which is filled with the waves of misfortune. Please hear as I briefly tell you how to attain your supreme benefit, just put aside your various attempts at gaining knowledge and instead begin constantly chanting the mantra Om Namo Narayanaya and bowing down to the Lord. You see, just put aside your various attempts at gaining knowledge and instead begin constantly chanting the mantra Om Namo Narayanaya. In our case, because he is coming from the Sri Sampradaya, the Om Namo Narayanaya is the mantra, ours is the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. <coughs> there is actually another verse also. Uh, the 11th verse also has Urmi word. No. Not this. Huh. 13th verse, sorry. Urmi, again, of waves. Trishna to ye madana pavano dhuta mohormi male dara varte tanaya sahaja Graha Sangha Kulecha Samsara Khe Mahati Jaladhau Majjatam Nastridhaman Padam Bhoje Varadabhavato Bhaktinavam Prayacha You see, even more graphical description of these Urmi of the waves. O Lord of the Three Worlds, we are drowning in the vast ocean of Samsara which is filled with the waters of material hankering with many waves of illusion whipped up by the winds of lust, 
with whirlpools of wives and with vast schools of sharks and other sea monsters who are our sons and brothers. O giver of all benedictions, please grant me a place on the board of devotion that is your lotus feet. So, how this material world is, so this Urmi, this material world, there is a storm in this ocean of material existence. Already an ocean is bad enough to be in. And if there is a storm in that ocean, the only, the only help would be a strong boat that can come and lift us up. And that boat is the, the boat of devotion to Krishna. That's why this verse is there in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Ten fourteen fifty eight. For those who have accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, who is the shelter of the cosmic manifestation and is famous as Murari, the enemy of the Mura demon, the ocean of the material world is like the water contained in a calf's hoofprint. Their goal is Parampadam Vaikuntha, the place where there are no material miseries, not the place where there is danger at every step. See that? <clears throat> so the boat, strong boat is the lotus feet of the Lord. Abhayacharana. Abhayacharana Aravinda. Yuga manmantare dhari nana avatar dharma samsthapana kare adharma samhar In the ages and millenniums of Manu, he appears as different incarnations to establish the principles of real religion and vanquish the principles of irreligion. Purport The Lord Vishnu who lies in the ocean of milk incarnates himself in various forms to maintain the laws of the cosmos and annihilate the causes of disturbance. Such incarnations are visible in every Manvantara, that is, in the course of the reign of each Manu who lives for 71 times a cycle of 4,320,000 years, which make up one Kalpa, one cycle of the four Yugas, and a Manu lives for 71 of such cycles. 14 such Manus take their birth and die to yield a place for the next during one day of Brahma. Deva Devagane na pai jahara darshan, kshiro da katire jaye karenasthavan. Unable to see him, the demigods go to the shore of the ocean of milk and offer prayers to him. You see, unable to see him. Demigods cannot see him. Now, we can't see, for example, what is on Mars or Moon or whatever. Now, the demigods can easily see the, all those things. But, even they can't see the ocean of milk, you see, and the Svetadvi planet, and the Lord on that. So, unable to see him, the demigods go to the shore of the ocean of milk and offer prayers to him, especially the chant the Purusha Sukta prayers, hmm. and so many other prayers. So, purport the denizens of heaven who live in the planetary systems beginning from Swarloka cannot even see Lord Vishnu in Svetadvip, unable to reach the island. They can simply approach the beach of the milk ocean to offer transcendental prayers to the Lord, appealing to Him on special occasions to appear as an incarnation. 
then the lord only gives darshan to lord brahma and brahma and he communicates to brahma sometimes even invisible he communicates to brahma and brahma will relay the message to the demigods what the lord said and then the lord will and then the demigods will start making the preparations for the incarnation to come how to receive the incarnation so the orders will be given that okay so these 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 demigods have to take birth as this 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 personalities on earth and then i will come and then you also come before me and some of you come after me some of you come with me so he, he makes his whole plan and he conveys this to brahma the lord and the lord orders the demigods and the demigods start preparing to receive the lord's incarnation so this is how he does every time तबे अवतरिक जगत पालन अनंत वैभवतार नाहिक गणन ही देन डिसेंड्स टू मेंटेन द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड हिज अनलिमिटेड ऑपुलेंसेस कैन नॉट बी काउंटेड शे विष्णु होय जार अंशेर अंश शे प्रभु नित्यानंद सर्व अवतंस दैट लॉर्ड विष्णु इज बट अ पार्ट ऑफ अ पार्ट of a plenary portion of lord nityananda who is the source of all incarnations plenary means full as much as as powerful as the original so plenary portion means it's not a portion which is a part means um a subset no plenary portion means the portion is also as powerful as the source of the portion that is the lord hmm ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमद पूर्णा पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य से पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवाशिष्य पर्पोर्ट द लॉर्ड ऑफ श्वेतद्वीप हेज इमेन्स पोरसी फॉर क्रिएशन एंड डिस्ट्रक्शन इमेन्स मीन्स ओ लिटल मोर दी लिटल मोर दन नो इमेन्स मीन्स अनफैथमबल डेप्स वी कैनॉट इवन रीच लाइक मैरियाना ट्रेंच इज द लेवन किलोमीटर्स बिलो दि अर्थ सर्फेस दैट इज द डीपेस्ट पार्ट ऑफ द ओशन that is nothing compared to the depth of the opulences of the lord nothing like 0.0000000001% you know <clears throat> shri nityananda prabhu being baladev himself the original form of sankarshan is the original form of the lord of shwetadweep shay vishnu shesha rupe dhare na dharani कहाँ आछे मही शिरे हे न नही जानी सो यू सीम दैट सेम लॉर्ड विष्णु इन द फॉर्म ऑफ लॉर्ड शेष होल्ड्स द प्लैनेट्स अपॉन हिज हेड्स ऑल दो ही डज नॉट नो वेर दे आर फॉर ही कैन नॉट फील देयर एग्जिस्टेंस अपॉन हिज हेड्स यू नो दिस इज लाइक टोटली फ्लेक्सिंग हिज स्ट्रेंथ टोटल दिस वॉज इज लाइक अ टोटल शो ऑफ ऑफ हिज स्ट्रेंथ now uh, weight lifter you know he just to create i mean he lift about 150 kilograms you know they or 200 kilograms sometimes you know they how much strength sometimes they break their backs and you know they get you know i mean so many things can happen weight lifter now we have seen uh, i mean we have um, understood from the pages of bhagavatam that krishna lifted the govardhan nil with his left hand little finger You see, there is also a flex. You know what's a flex? Flex in slang means um, just show off. You know, just flexing his strength. He can easily lift with his hand, right? No, right hand is considered more important hand. Left hand is considered not important hand, and therefore he chose left hand. He want to show Indra that you are not important to me, 
and in the left hand also he chose the little finger like you, you i absolutely don't care about your strength and i will just hold it and i will enjoy while you are pouring rain and trying to you know um, destroy the inhabitants of vrindavan i will not only just shelter them but also show off my strength and in the future people will see and glorify my strength and you become the cause of my glorification i will make you he is telling indra i will make you the cause of my glorification you want to insult me <laughs> you will be forced to glorify me you will be forced not only you but all the people in the future will glorify me because of your stupidity so and while he was holding he was not just holding and trying to balance you know when you are trying to balance something on your you have you need your full attention you know all those um, balance acts you know all those people who balance they full they have they need their full attention to balance something but krishna is just you know with one hand he was doing that and in the and he was doing all kinds of pastimes with the gopis he was trying to you know play having having affairs with the gopis there you know he was playing with his all this um, gopis and gopas you know <clears throat> they were exchanging loving glances between themselves the gopis and krishna and balram when he saw that actually it was mentioned that krishna was looking at the breasts of the gopis and when balram saw that and he saw balram looking at him and he was ashamed so <laughs> i mean this is like as if nothing as if he was not even holding a hill it's just like as if something ordinarily you know person would like that you know it's like nothing for him so <clears throat> now here that is a hill now here planets in this verse planets and multitude of all the planets i mean all the planets in the material world are on the heads of the lord shesha holds the planets upon his heads although he does not know where they are for he cannot feel their existence upon his heads it's not that you know he is feeling it very heavy oh these heavy planets have to lift you know like those atlas you know he is uh, you know he is trying to hold the earth planet you know there's a greek picture he was struggling oh, like that <laughs> no he is not even feeling anything where are where are the planets he doesn't even know ोजन पृथ्वी विस्तार जार एक फणे रहे The universe, which measures 500 million yojanas in diameter, rests on one of the hoods, like a mustard seed. One of his hoods, like a mustard seed. So that means this Shesha is even outside the universe, and the universe is on his hood, like a mustard seed. Mustard seed. If you hold a mustard seed, you won't feel anything. So like that, the Lord is holding this entire thing. Just nothing. He is, you know, feeling. <clears throat> प 
purport the lord of shwetadweep shwetadweep expands himself as sheshanag who sustains all the planets upon his innumerable hoods these huge global spheres are compared to grains of mustard resting on the spiritual hoods of sheshanag the scientists law of gravity is a partial explanation of lord sankarshan's energy the name sankarshan has an etymolo- etymological relationship to the idea of gravity there is a reference to sheshanag in the shwetadweep see sankarshan akarshan etymological relationship to the idea of gravity why gravity means it attracts right it attracts anything to itself now sankarshan means akarshan means what one which attracts a magnet is also called what is that um akarshan it is a there is a word for magnet wait let me see akarsha you see of a magnet yeah akarsha so akarshan means one which attracts magnet is also an uh, akarsha gravity is also like that so sankarshan means one who attracts everything some means again samyak everything so he attracts everything that, so that is actually gravitational force the sankarshan <coughs> sankarshan has an etymological relationship see so this is how the gravity is actually understood the gravity is by the ananta sesh the sankarshan with ananta ananta sesh he is holding all the universes on his hoods and therefore by his force this entire this gravitational force is acting it's not exactly the weight and all these things it is his pulling force of sankarshan in the form of ananta sesh that is the actual description of the the phenomenon of gravity <clears throat> there is a reference to sheshanag in the shrimad bhagavatam 5.17.21 yama hurasya sthiti janma samyayam <clears throat> sorry ಯಮಾಹುರಸ್ಥಿತಿಜನ್ಮಸಂಯಮಂತ್ರಿಭಿರ್ವಿಹೀನಂ on your thousands of hoods rest the innumerable global spheres like grains of mustard so insignificant that you have no perception of their weight the bhagavatam further says in 5.25.2 such a beautiful verse right this <laughs> so insignificant that you have no perception of their weight so now what is so big for us is an absolute nothing for the lord that's why you know this adidas tagline impossible is nothing you know i've i've mentioned this a few times um nothing is impo- to say nothing is impossible is one thing but to say impossible is nothing is far higher 
and of course Adidas just uses it as a tagline that doesn't have much significance but in the case of the Lord the impossible thing is absolutely nothing for him not that nothing is impossible when you say nothing is impossible means okay it is possible possible that means okay with my effort it can be possible it can be done possible but when I say that it is nothing it's like child's play for me the impossible becomes child's play for the Lord that is actually possible only for the Lord <clears throat> so not only that for even the devotee it becomes like that to cross over this insurmountable ocean of material existence is impossible but what is that vatsapadam parampadam so this whole vast ocean of material existence becomes a water contained in a calf's hoof print who cannot cross the hoof print of a calf in which water is there who cannot cross it even a child can do that so it becomes nothing impossible to cross over the ocean to swim in the ocean to reach from this shore to the other shore opposite impossible but such impossible thing will become nothing for the devotee if you take shelter of the master of him uh, you know uh, yogeshwara master of yoga we who can make everything even the most impossible thing as nothing so for him the entire universe forget about the weight of the earth and all the entire universes are on his hoods and he does not feel their weight naveda siddhartham eva kvachit sthitam you see I, I, let us go to the word to word siddha artham a mustard seed wow naveda <clears throat> not feel he does not know he does not kvachit where sthitam where they are situated bhumandalam the universe murdha sahasra dhamas on the hundreds and thousands of hoods of the lord <coughs> so just see naveda siddhartham not siddhartham siddhartham just a second we'll go there again oh here it is mentioned siddhartham there it is mentioned siddhartham which one is correct anyway maybe there it was um, here siddha is not mentioned siddha i have to see the actual sanskrit is yes, a uh, mistakes either there or here <coughs> the bhagavatam says 5252 yasyedam kshitimandalam bhagavato anantamurte sahasra shirasa ekasmin eva shirshani dhriyamanam siddhartha siddhartha ivalakshyate Lord Anantadev has thousands of hoods each sustains a global sphere that appears like a grain of mustard I don't know why actually the word siddhartha means a grain of mustard artha means the goal siddha means perfection one who has attained the perfection of goal of life is siddhartha right anyway my knowledge of sanskrit is limited but it's interesting that siddhartha can also mean a mustard seed for some reason <clears throat> in both these verses siddhartha has been translated as mustard seed i need to do a little bit of research on why siddhartha is a mustard seed but that's interesting actually nice so 
what is the time ah we can go a little more shaita ananta shesha bhakta avatar ishwarera seva vina nahi jane ar that ananta shesh is the devotee incarnation of godhead he knows nothing but service to lord krishna so he does service like for example he is the bed so he serves lord vishnu and he in fact all the paraphernalia of the lord the cloth the gada the everything crown everything is made i mean made possible by ananta shesh <coughs> purport shri <coughs> jeeva goswami in his krishna sandarbha has described seshanag as follows shri ananta dev has thousands of faces and is fully independent always ready to serve the supreme personality of godhead he waits upon him constantly sankarshan is the first expansion of vasudev and because he appears by his own will he is called swarat fully independent he is therefore infinite and transcendental to all limits of time and space he himself appears as the thousand headed shesha now before we go further i just want to add this point that not only all the paraphernalia is arranged by ananta shesha but even if you look at the incarnation like of course balaram is the source of ananta shesh and lakshman he is an incarnation of ananta shesh in both these incarnation lakshman and balaram lakshman as a younger brother of lord ram balaram as elder brother of lord krishna in both these incarnations they have served either lord ram or krishna lord lakshman i mean lakshman he served lord ram as a younger brother as an order carrier Uh, so he carries out the order of his brother ram and in the case of krishna he became the elder brother and he was always protective of and always in the mood of service to krishna like for example a mother serves the child right although she is superior to the child in position but she serves the child hmm. so in that way balaram even though he was elder brother he was always serving krishna in fact he was even massaging krishna Uh, cowherd boys you can see read, read the past times also so that is again the same principle ananta shesh is a devotee incarnation of godhead hmm. he is therefore infinite in fact therefore balaram is also called the adi guru hmm. the original guru of everyone balaram and the spiritual master is an expansion of lord balaram in fact when we say sakshat dharitvena samasta shastrayer uh, all the shastras say that the guru is sakshat hari so once prabhupad was asked this question what is when he when he is same as god why he should not be considered as god so prabhupad said krishna is the um the supreme personality of godhead and the spiritual master is the servitor godhead uh, that means he is He is a servant of God, such a confidential servant that he should be considered as good as God because he carries the message of God. He serves God by expanding his message in this world. So that is also service to the Lord. So that is what Balram does, and that's what Nityananda Ram also does. In fact, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself wanted to kill Jagan Madhai, Nityananda Prabhu was the one who, as the Param Guru of everyone, uh, Supreme Guru of everyone, he is the one who. said to lord chaitanya mahaprabhu he desisted i mean he um, what is that dissuaded lord chaitanya from killing jagan madhai and shown his mercy and made them into devotees so that is a great service hmm. 
uh, that great service is done by Nityananda Prabhu and the spiritual master is also therefore a representative of Lord Balaram. That's why the uh, Guru is expansion of the servitor Godhead. Here this verse, Ananta Sesh is the devotee incarnation of God. And also Ananta Sesh also with his thousands of hoods, mouth, in the snake only hisses. That sound it makes. But Ananta Sesh is chanting the pastimes of the Lord with his thousands and millions of hoods. But he is not coming to an end at all. Similarly, the spiritual master also always glorifies the Lord with his mouth. And he pens down that such glorification and such books we are actually reading now and trying to understand. You see? So, in this way, the spiritual master uh, is the representation of Lord Balaram. In the Skanda Puran, in the Ayodhya Mahatmya chapter, Ayodhya Mahatmya chapter, the demigod Indra requested Lord Shesha, who was standing before him as Lakshman, Please go to your eternal abode, Vishnuloka, where your expansion Shesha with his serpentine hoods is also present. After thus dispatching Lakshman to the regions of Patala, Lord Indra returned to his own abode, to his abode. This quotation indicates that the Sankarshan of the quadruple form descends with Lord Ram as Lakshman. When Lord Ram disappears, Shesha again separates himself from the personality of Lakshman. Shesha then returns to his own abode in the Patal regions. And Lakshman returns to his abode in Vaikuntha. Oh, wow. Just when we spoke about Lakshman, here the explanation is given. So, Lakshman is Sankarshan and Sesha. Although they are one and the same, then they separate again. <coughs> the Laghu Bhagavatamrita gives the following description. The Sankarshan of the second group of quadruple forms appears as Ram, taking with him Sesha, who bears the global spheres. There are two features of Sesha. One is the bearer of the globes and the other is the bedstead servitor. The Sesha who bears the globes is a potent incarnation of Sankarshan and therefore he is sometimes also called Sankarshan. The bedstead feature of Sesha always presents himself as an eternal servitor of the Lord. So Sesha also has two features. One of the as the bearer of the universes and the other is the bedstead of the Lord. Sahasravadane kare Krishna gunagan, niravadhi gunagan, antanahipan. With his thousands of mouths, he sings the glories of Lord Krishna, but although he always sings in that way, he does not find an end to the qualities of the Lord. Now here, now this is another simple verse, but again, a huge implication is there in this verse. And Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur has, um, um, I mean, spoken about this. He said, see, now we can see, with millions of hoods, he has been glorifying Krishna since time immemorial. And he, has, he does not know when he will even come to an end, when he will even come close to an end. He has been glorifying and glorifying and glorifying. There is no end to his glories. With millions of mouths. Now, sometimes, you know, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur said, 
that there are so many uh, newspapers and today in today's 21st century we have so many news channels we have other than news there are so many youtube social media has just become a place for so much news from this material world i mean what what is going on with thousands of millions of mouths or ananta session this in this case the millions of mouths of this material world on this earth they are chanting so much news coming from this material world right so therefore bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur said if and this material world is just one fourth energy of the lord and the three fourth energy of the lord is spiritual now from this one fourth energy the people of this world know very 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 little percentage of that even one fourth energy of the lord and they are constantly without stop they are uh, you know chanting the glories of the material world right so as devotees we can bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur said we can uh, publish a newspaper every second because he started a daily newspaper daily spiritual newspaper i think it was nadia prakash or something like that he started a daily newspaper bhaktisiddhant saraswati thakur just imagine how far he was thinking and it's all here this this was he said that because some people are, were you know skeptical about swami ji why you have started a daily newspaper how can you sustain this he said there is no problem in the content of such a newspaper there is enough content the three four energy is full of the <laughs> we can write f- forever but the only problem is that there's no customer for this people are not interested to buy otherwise in the name of i mean with respect to with regard to content there is no shortage we can publish every second he said there's only thing there's no customer taking it because they are so much enamored by the material news hmm. this is explained in the shrimad bhagavatam second canto first chapter second verse shrota vyadi ni rajendra niranam santi sahasrashah apashyatam atmatatvam grahesu grahamedhinam those persons who are materially engrossed being blind to the knowledge of the ultimate truth leave many subject matters for hearing in human society oh emperor sometimes it is said leave sometimes it is said have well same thing some people leave the subject matters for others to discuss upon so either they have or leave so they have millions of subjects to talk about unending with thousands of mouths like anandashesh is doing with his millions of mouths the millions of mouths of this material world are chanting nonsense but they can be made into chanting the glories of the lord and that is called preaching so for that the devotees have to chant the glories of the lord that is the only panacea for this 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 material disease the only medicine so here we find a great need to glorify the lord like this we should always think of how to always glorify the lord jare dekha tarika krishna upadesh now with social media so much is there we have to use those um, i mean of course we have now only see a handful of viewers like about 13 14 14 of you are watching this currently people may not be taking it but why are we doing it then 
well first of all it's for our own purification prabhu says just speak to the, if nobody comes just speak to the four walls because by chanting the glories of the lord we become purified our consciousness gets purified if it can help some other person that is an added advantage but first of all it is to purify ourselves like this nice verse is there shrimad bhagavatam 3.6.36 we will look at 35 and then 36 because then we will understand that word tathapi in a better way i'll show you what i mean see tathapi tathapi means therefore therefore means based on something said earlier therefore so what is that said earlier in the previous verse etat kshatar bhagavato daiva karmatma rupinah kah shraddhyad upakartum yogamaya balodayam o vidura who can estimate or measure the transcendental time work and potency of the gigantic form manifested by the internal potency of the supreme personality of godhead no one can actually estimate only if i can understand something can i explain it right so but to be able to understand something we should be able to measure it we should be able to wrap our heads around it but who can estimate the measure or measure the transcendental time work and potency of the gigantic form manifested by the internal potency of the supreme personality of godhead we cannot so how can we authoritatively explain it well the authority is not us the authority is the shastra and the guru who is coming in the parampara system who has received the knowledge as is from his guru and all this is based on shastra this is the proper chain of knowledge everything else is fake news fake news that's it hmm anything coming other than parampara is fake news that's it so <clears throat> therefore we can't even hear listen to the scientists nothing nothing all is a nonsense talking they know nothing about nothing we should learn from the lord so anyway so if if i am not an authority on a subject how can i speak on a subject like i am talking about nithyananda prabhu earlier we spoke about chaitanya mahaprabhu about radha krishna all these topics i am not at all qualified to speak about who am i a rotten soul in this material world i mean for millions and trillions and trillions of years rotting here and suddenly i become so expert that you know uh, i am i can talk about radha krishna and chaitanya mahaprabhu nithyananda prabhu no but why are we talking so this is the thing so he is no, nobody can estimate but tathapi kirtayam yanga yathamati yathashrutam kirtim hareh swam satkartum giram anyabhidha satim in spite of my inability whatever i have been able to hear from the spiritual master and whatever i could assimilate i am now describing in glorification of the lord by pure speech for otherwise my power of speaking would remain unchaste so this is the only reason for to purify ourselves we are speaking and hearing and of course we get knowledge like that because the knowledge is not because of me or something no it is because of the shastra because of self realized souls like krishnadas kavraj goswami and sarup dhamodar goswami who has actually composed all these verses about these 14 important verses Hmm. and of course all the acharyas so they are perfected beings we are not we are getting purified by holding on to these descriptions that is the meaning of tadvag vapurbhir vidadhan namaste you know you know this verse 
ಹೃದ್ವಾಗ್ವಪುರ್ಭಿರ್ವಿದಧನ್ನಮಸ್ತೆಜೀವೇತೋಕ್ಸ್ಲಿಸ್ಮಸ್ಮಿಸ್
we are here to get ourselves purified and we are reading these things only because our sole constitutional position is to glorify the lord and we can we cannot glorify the lord on our own what what we know about the lord but we can glorify so whatever the acharyas whatever the scriptures have already there glorification of the lord is already there so let us repeat those glorifications and also get the same result like i cannot drive a bus but if i sit in the bus i will go in the, to the same place as the driver is going i cannot ride a ship i cannot drive a ship but if i sit on the ship i will go to the same destination as the captain of the ship similarly i cannot glorify the lord but if i repeat the glorification of the pure devotees then i also get the same result as them we take the method by which the acharyas have already crossed the ocean of material existence and they leave behind on this earth the method by which they cross and we can uh, accept that method and get success that is explained in the 10 to 31 स्वयं समुत्तीर्य सुदुस्तर भवत्पदाम they leave behind on earth the method by which they cross and because you are very merciful to your other devotees you accept this method to help them now not only do they cross the ocean of material existence but they document the method by which they cross and they give it to us mercifully in the form of instructions that we can follow and also cross the ocean of material existence and this is how and by following that method lord helps us this is how we can actually attain perfection on our own no that's why today morning also sundagopal prabhu was showing this verse on our own we cannot do anything anadya vidya yuktasya purushasya atmavedanam svato na sambhavadanya tatvagnyo gnanado bhavet 112210 of shrimad bhagavatam because a person who has been covered by ignorance since time immemorial is not capable of affecting his own self realization there must be some other personality who is in factual knowledge of the absolute truth and in, and can impart this knowledge to him we cannot on our own what knowledge we have we cannot have we can only repeat and take advantage of the process already given to us by the causeless mercy of the lord and his pure devotee <clears throat> i think I'll probably stop here and take any questions and uh, we will wrap up. Let me see where we have ended. Hmm. 5.121 is where we have ended. I think I'll stop like that for today.
So, any questions or comments on this verse? Dhiridas is saying, I offer my full obeisance unto the lotus feet of Nityananda Prabhu, whose glories are unlimited. Even Anantashesh, which is thousands of mouths, has been speaking the glories of Nityananda Prabhu since the beginning of time and has still not reached their end. I think this is a verse from somewhere. What verse is this? Maybe you can quote the verse number, that will be helpful. Okay, so... Next is Is Shiva directly in touch with material energy? Yes, that is the um, that is the difference between Vishnu and Shiva. Vishnu doesn't come in contact with material energy, but Shiva does, and therefore he can never be equal to Vishnu. At the same time, Shiva is actually an expansion of Vishnu only. Nithai Gaur Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. All glorious Prabhupada. I wrote to you a while back trying to challenge you on the point of using you using the 11th Kanto translation. Please forgive me for my fault finding. I have read more and more and my doubts have been cleared. I have been watching your lectures and want to keep in contact with ISKM. Can you please open my message on Facebook? Oh, thank you very much. I don't remember particularly Nithai Gaur Prabhu. Um, yeah, I will search the message. Maybe you can send a message again because there are so many hundred messages which I haven't even seen. Yeah, we can keep in touch, surely. And Dhira Das. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. At many instances, Krishna showed his divine potencies to the Vrajavasis like dancing on the hoods of Kali or Nag, swallowing the flames of fire, lifting the Govardhan hill, killing many demons and whatnot. Still, the residents of Vrindavan didn't, did not, were not bewildered and considered him nothing more than an ordinary cowherd boy. How, how it was possible? Yeah, this is Yoga Maya. Like, he showed Yashoda the entire universe and everything within his mouth. And then he made her forget that he is the Supreme Lord and then he, she again thought he was his son. So, that is the thing. 1515 um, by Krishna says, <clears throat> that sarvasya chaham hridisanya vishto matta smriti jnanam apohanam cha I am seated in everyone's heart from me come remembrance, knowledge and forgetfulness see so the Lord makes us forget those who want to forget him and forget about him totally he makes them forget but those who want to serve him to keep their sentiment of service intact he makes them forget that is a different, again, he is the source of their forgetfulness also. But he does so to keep their devotional sentiment. Whereas in the material world, he makes us forget because we have been atheistic. Um, the difference in the forgetfulness of the materialists and devotees like the gopis and Vrindavan Vasis is that here we forget the glories of the Lord and we forget the Lord also. Whereas in Vrajavasi's case, they forget the glories of the Lord, but they will never forget the Lord. They know him as the most beautiful boy and that's it. 
and they have unconditional love for him without any knowledge that would otherwise give rise to awe and veneration for him if yashoda starts praying to krishna om namo bhagavate vasudevaya krishna will not like it krishna wants that he want to be bound by that rope that rope is more uh, pleasing to him than the mantras om namo bhagavate vasudevaya <laughs> we are trying to bind krishna or you know try to capture krishna or try to even come in contact with krishna by chanting hare krishna mahamantra and om namo bhagavate vasudevaya all these shlokas and yashoda is there binding with the rope and it is not actually the rope that bound krishna it was the love that bound krishna and then he agreed to be bound by the rope so it is the rope of devotion bhakti rajjum uh, so that uh, rope of devotion is what bound krishna so that is more pleasing to him than chanting mantras without such love of course chanting mantras with love is of course the most um, coveted but even when we don't have that love we you know, try to imbibe by chanting the shlokas that have been left by the um, great acharyas and the devotees in the bhagavatam and chaitanya charitamrita and bhagavad gita therefore it is very useful to recite the shlokas but then again it's not just mindless recital no we have to understand the meaning and when we are chanting we have to remember what we are actually saying we have to while the mouth is chanting the shloka the mind should reflect on the meaning of that shloka uh, so that why the shlokas are there to to influence our consciousness in with krishna consciousness so therefore if our consciousness is somewhere and then we are mindlessly chanting shloka without any involvement mental involvement then again but in rajwasi's case they don't chant anything they just love krishna purely and that is the goal of all learning all shlokas Rajeshwari Mataji profound and beautiful verses 3636 and 1014 yes a nice explanation man well i just repeated <laughs> rahul pathak what's the difference between shiva yoga and kriya yoga first of all you learn bhakti yoga your real yoga is bhakti yoga if you want to know what is see krishna is describing what is actual yoga and he said the highest yoga the highest yogi is he who is a bhakti yogi 647 yoginam api sarvesham madgatena antaratmana shraddhavan bhajate yo mam same yukta tamo mataha and of all yogis the one with great faith who always abides in me thinks of me within himself and renders transcendental loving service to me he is the most intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all that is my opinion so krishna is saying who is krishna that is my opinion means who is this my my with a capital m krishna who is yogeshwar yatra yogeshwar krishna yatra partha dhanurdhara tatra shrir vijayo bhutir dhruvani tirmatir mama so yogeshwar is talking here the master of yoga he is saying that if you want to follow any yoga you follow bhakti yoga always thinking of me within himself trans rendering transcendental service bhajate yoma one who worships me he is the highest yoga yogi See, bhaktyamam abhijanati another place it is said 1855 bhaktya to ananya ya shakya ya edam vidu arjuna what is that 1155 sorry 
नॉट दिस लेवन फिफ्टी फोर सॉरी भक्तिया तो अनन्या शक्या अहमेव विदोर्जुन अहमेव विदोर्जुन सो इफ इफ यू हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड कृष्णा ओनली भक्ति एंड दैट इज द हाइस्ट योग एंड थिंकिंग ऑफ कृष्णा कृष्णा आसस्ट डू बट इवन दैट इज डिफिकल्ट सो वैष्णव चिंतामणी दर इज वर्स अगछित स्मरण विष्णोर बहवासा साध्यते ओष्ठ स्पंदन स्पंदन मात्रेण कीर्तनम तो तथोवरम Although capable of destroying all sins, the remembrance of Lord Vishnu is achieved only with extraordinary effort. Now, to think of Krishna always, but that is ex- uh, only achieved with extraordinary effort. On the other hand, one may perform Krishna Kirtan simply by moving one's lips, and thus this process is superior. So that same effect of remembering Krishna you will easily get by chanting Hare Krishna. So leave aside all Shiva Yoga, Kriya Yoga. You chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. This is the real Yoga. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama. Iva Kevalam. कलाउ नास्तव 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 गतिरथा देर इज नो अदर वे नो अदर वे नो अदर वे इन दिस कलियुग दट विल वर्क अदर दैन द हरेर्नाम द हरेर्नाम 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 केवल ओनली कृष्णस नेम विल वर्क एंड नथिंग एल्स विल वर्क सो लीव एस एट ऑल दृष्ण से सर्वधर्मान परत्यज्य मेक शरण व्रज लीव एस एट ऑल दिस धर्म दट धर्म दिस योग दट योग यू सरेंडर टू मी नो देर फोर फॉर आवर ओन गुड let us start chanting hare krishna that is my best advice to you and kriya yoga the real kriya yoga means to do all kriya all endeavor all work that will please krishna we work with all our senses right we hear i mean these are all knowledge acquiring senses but also we are working with that so we have to engage all our senses in krishna's service that is kriya yoga and shiva the other word other meaning of the word shiva actually the real meaning of the word shiva is auspicious the most auspicious shiva yoga means most auspicious yoga is actually chanting hare krishna in fact if you want to please lord shiva you must chant hare krishna 42428 you see yah param brahma sahasaksha trigunat jeeva samgitat bhagavantam vasudevam prapannasa priyohime this is spoken by lord shiva you see this this uh, whole chapter is called rudra gita rudra gita is spoken by lord shiva chapter uh, canto 4 chapter 24 of shrimad bhagavatam lord shiva is saying here lord shiva continued any person who is surrendered to the supreme personality of god had krishna the controller of everything material nature as well as living entity is actually very dear to me if you want to become dear to lord shiva you must chant hare krishna otherwise he he does not like you he does not like who those who do anything else just like any devotee when he sees another person chanting hari krishna he likes wow he is also chanting hari krishna so lord shiva is the param vaishnav greatest devotee in the universe so he will like a person who is chanting hari krishna this is real shiva yoga and this is real kriya yoga kriya yoga means engage all your service i mean all your senses in krishna service like this i'll show you Ambrish Maharaj did that this is kriya yoga Savaimana Krishna padaravindayor vachamsi vaikuntha gunanuvarnane karauharer mandiram arjanadishu shrutim chakarachuta satkatodaye mukundalinga laya darshane drishao tadbhritya gatras parshenga sangamam 
घ्राणम च तत्द सरोज सौरभे श्रीमत्तुसना ददर्ते पादौ हरे क्षेत्रपदासर्पणे शिरोहृषिकेश पदाभिवंदने काम चेन तो काम काम्यया यथोत्तम श्लोक जनाश्रयारतीस He engaged his sense of smell in smelling the fragrance of tulsi offered to the Lord, and he engaged his tongue in tasting the Lord's prasad. He engaged his legs in walking to the holy places and temples of the Lord. His head in bowing down before the Lord, and all his desires in serving the Lord. Twenty-four hours a day. Indeed, Maharaj Ambarish never desired anything for his own sense gratification. He engaged all his senses in devotional service and various engagements related to the Lord. This is the way to increase attachment for the Lord and be completely free. From all material desires, this is Kriya Yoga to its highest perfection. Okay. Why there is so much difference between Shiva and Vishnu? So many stories related to one another. Ram creates Shiva Linga and Shiva eleven avatars. Hanuman is his, his intense devotion confusing. Well, <coughs> this thing that Hanuman is eleventh uh, avatar of Shiva. This is not stated in any shastra, you know. He is Vayu Putra. <coughs> Again, anyway, Lord Shiva is the greatest devotee of Ram and Krishna. So it's not confusing if you take knowledge from the proper source. If you listen to that uh, serials, you know, on TV, uh, then it is confusing. So you have to hear from the proper guru, who is coming in the evam parampara praptam imam rajarsho vidhu. You see, so Lord Shiva is a very great devotee of. कृष्णा वैष्णवाना यथा शंभु भागवतम से ट्वेल्व डॉट थर्टीन डॉट सिक्सटीन निम्नगाना यथा गंगा देवाना अच्युत यथा वैष्णवाना यथा शंभु पुराणाद तथा सी वैष्णवाना यथा शंभु द हाइएस्ट परफेक्शन ऑफ वैष्णविजम इज अटेन्ड बै लॉर्ड शिव Just as the Ganga is the greatest of all rivers, Lord Achyuta the supreme among deities, and Lord Shambhu Shiva the greatest of Vaishnavas, so Shrimad Bhagavatam is the greatest of all Puranas. And in the Bhagavad Gita, you see, there is no contradiction contradiction between Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu. We have contradictory views on Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu. Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu are always in sync with each each other. Huh? Lord Shiva is always meditating. That's why he is always meditating. Parvati asked him, "Whom are you meditating on? You are the supreme, as as far as I understand. Whom are you meditating on?" And then he he revealed that Vishnu is the person he is meditating on. And therefore, after that, Durga also became Vaishnavi, Vaishnavi Devi. So here, you see, in the last part of the seven dot fourteen purport, Lord Shiva says, "Mukti pradata sarvesham Vishnu revana samshayaha." There is no doubt that Vishnu is the deliverer of liberation for everyone. If you want mukti, you must go to Vishnu. Lord Shiva can give so many benedictions to his devotees, but mukti he will not give. Mukti cannot. Mukti, if you want, Lord Shiva is recommending you must go to Vishnu. Without doubt. And he said in the Padma Purana, Aradhana Nam Sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param Dasmat Parataram Devi Tadhi Anam Samarchanam. Of all worships, Vishnu worship is highest. 
Hmm. But to worship Vishnu, the method is to worship his devotee. Hmm. So, if one worships Lord Shiva as a devotee of Lord Vishnu, there is no harm. But if one worships Lord Shiva as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Shiva will be angry, Lord Vishnu also will be angry. Both will be angry. Lord, no devotee will like if anybody calls him, Hey, you are Krishna. The devotee will not like. Because how dare you call me Krishna? Who am I and who is Krishna? Huh? <clears throat> in fact, I, there was this very nice incident. Uh, in 2014, I went to this uh, India. And Jaipur, there was this Gurukul. And one of the boys, very small devotee, four-year-old boy. Okay, four-year-old, just very small. And, you know, one uh, devotee said, Arey boy, you are so cute, you look like Krishna. Then the boy told, Arey, how you can call me Krishna? <laughs> so cute. You know, he was saying, how you can call me Krishna? You cannot call me Krishna. I am only Krishna's, trying to be Krishna's servant. Krishna, nobody can be. He, ordinary human cannot be Krishna. He was saying in Hindi. Sadharan manush Krishna nahi ho sakta hai. So, he was telling like this. <laughs> Four-year-old boy. How much intelligence he has, you see? Uh, <clears throat> so, that is true. That is true. So, if an ordinary devotee, four-year-old boy devotee says, Lord Shiva, you think he will like if you call him as a Supreme Lord? He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. A real devotee will never like it. Only a rascal will like if somebody calls him God. Uh, but uh, any sane person will not like it. So, Lord Shiva is the most sane of all persons. Uh, how will he like it if you call him God? He doesn't like it. He will become angry with you. Hmm. If you want to satisfy him, you follow his direction. What is that? This, Lord Shiva continued. Any person who surrendered to Krishna is actually very dear to me. See? That is how you become. <clears throat> Rameshwaram. Sorry. Does it happen vice versa also? Shiva devotees are dear to Vishnu and Krishna. See, for Vishnu, um, huh, for Vishnu and Krishna, everybody is everybody is dear. But even the atheist is dear to Krishna because ultimately he is a part and parcel of Krishna only. But he does not like anyone going to the other devatas. He himself says because it's a wrong way. If a father, see, father likes his son, but father does not like when his son goes in the wrong path. Right? Similarly, here Krishna is saying, um, yeah, Krishna is saying in Bhagavad Gita, see, 7.20, Kamaistaiste hritagyana prapadyante anya devata tamtam niyamamasthaya prakritya niyata svaya. Those whose intelligence has been stolen by material desires surrender unto demigods and follow the particular rules and regulations of worship according to their own natures. Those whose intelligence is stolen, they worship all the different devatas, beginning with Shiva, Brahma and all the other devatas. Yo yo yam yam tanum bhakta. I'll just read the English, you see, because you can read the Sanskrit. See, I am in everyone's heart as a super soul. As soon as one desires to worship some demigod, I make his faith steady so that he can devote himself to that particular deity. So even if one wants to worship Lord Shiva or Ganesh or Durga, Krishna is the one, he has the Paramatma, he is making that faith steady. So that at least he sticks to that and eventually he rises above that and comes to Vishnu worship. See, now next. 
Endowed with such a faith, he endeavors to worship a particular demigod and obtains his desires. But in actuality, these benefits are bestowed by me alone. You see? Krishna is the one benedicting the uh, worshipper of the demigod also. The demigod cannot give anything. Even Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, nobody can give anything without the sanction of Krishna. Therefore, he says, Antavattu phalam desham tadbhavati alpamedhasam Men of small knowledge worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet. Those who are small intelligence, they worship the devatas. Because they they worship for things which will be perished and perishable things. Like Ravana, Hiranyakashipu, they worship Shiva and Brahma. But they were counted among Asuras. They were not counted among devotees, they were counted among demons. You will never find a devotee of Vishnu be counted among the demons. Only example was Vritasura that was under the curse, but he actually was a devotee. Hmm, see? <clears throat> and Bali Maharaj, Pralad Maharaj, born in Asura family, but they were counted as Mahajan devotees. Not just ordinary devotees, Mahajan devotees. Because they were devotees of Krishna. So even if he is born in Asura Kula, he will be a devotee if he worship Vishnu. But for example, Ravana, he is son of a Brahmana. Hiranyakashipu is son of a Brahmana. But because he took against the stand against Vishnu, he is counted among demons. And here, the sons of demons, they were counted among devotees because of the worship of Vishnu. <coughs> so, Vishnu Bhakta Smrito Daiva Asurastad Viparyaya. Vishnu Bhakta is Daiva, devotee, and Asurastad Viparyaya. Asura is he who is against Vishnu. Hmm. Well, we are actually this whole point, I mean, your questions are all out of topic actually. Ram and Shiva, this is not my topic, and you were talking about Nityananda Ram here. Anyway, Ram, Rameshwaram was created by Ram. Yeah, it was there, isn't it? I mean, Rameshwaram is there. You know, Ram went there. And even when, uh, I mean, of course, it is not that Prabhupada also answered this question of um, Ram had to worship Shiva and then Shiva, you know, did not disturb the fight with Ravan. No. Shiva has promised something, somebody, something. He will just uh, run away from his promise. No. Shiva has promised Ravan. And then, now, all protection. And now he can run away? No. But he cannot do anything in front of Ram. That is the thing. It is not that Ram now this thing and then Shiva changed his word. No. But saying that, is saying that Lord Shiva is foolish. He is not. Uh, Lord Shiva has... He cannot do anything. That's why Parvati asked him, Are you not helping Ravan? Your devotee. He said, when Ram wants to kill, nobody can save him. And when Ram wants to save, nobody can kill him. He is beyond the power of Lord Shiva to do anything. Ram incarnation, he read Aditya Hridaya Stotra. Worshipping Sun God. First of all, you start reading Bhagavad Gita. Then everything you will understand. Okay. Hmm? He, he doesn't need to worship any Sun God. Sun God. You know what is Sun God? Yachakshurasti. What is that? Let's see. I think, anyway, you have a chain of questions. You start reading our books, okay? You Like this, you ask at the end of a session, after two hours of my speaking, I I cannot uh, answer one by one, one by one, one by one, all your questions. You can read, first of all, re- re- you read our books. You see, these classes are supplementary to the reading of Prabhupada's books. Now, if you have so many questions, you first of all read first. And after the reading, if you have any questions, yes. 
Yachakshuresha Savita Sakalagrahanam Raja Samastha Suramurti Rasesha Teja See the sun who is the king of all the planets full of infinite effulgence the image of the good soul is as the eye of this world I adore the primeval Lord Govinda in pursuance of whose order the sun performs his journey mounting the wheel of time Though the sun is moving by the will of the Lord not that he has to chant Aditya Hridaya Stotram to you know appease the sun No, no such thing even he may chant, it is not that he is dependent on it. See, you see, Madhbhayat Vati Vato Yam Suryas Tapati Madhbhayat Varshati Indro Dahatyagnir Mrityus Charati Madhbhayat it is because of my supremacy, Krishna is speaking here, Lord Kapila. It is because of my supremacy that the wind blows out of fear of me. The sun shines out of fear of me. And the Lord of the clouds, Indra, sends forth showers out of fear of me. Krishna is saying, Kapila, fire burns out of fear of me and death goes about taking its toll out of fear of me. This is the sun's position. Yeah. <clears throat> Tagore is saying, Ram came to show us the perfect example of how to live. Therefore, he paid respects to the demigod. But that doesn't mean that the demigod is more than him. Yeah, that's correct. <coughs> oh, that glorification was Book Sri Panchatattva, the five features of God. Who wrote this book? Who wrote that book? Demigod's examples. Everybody, all the devatas other than Krishna, Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, Ganesh, Indra, Chandra, all of them, 330 million of them, all are devatas. Demigod means half god, not half, like sub gods, not supreme personality of Godhead. Okay, so and three dev, I already explained that. Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva. Needed clarification on these points. Yeah, anyway, you read our books, you will understand everything. Start reading as Nithyagar Prabhu, start reading Bhagavad Gita as it is by Shri Prabhupada. All your doubts will be cleared. I focus sometimes on Shiva and sometimes on Ram. I love both of them. We also love, we love more than, more, we love them more than anything. It is not that we don't have any love. But love means to show properly that love. If you love someone, you should say something that is pleasing to that person. Love means not about you. Love means about that person. So if you love Lord Shiva, then you follow his instruction. You must make him happy. If you love Lord Shiva, you should make Shiva happy. He will only become happy if you chant Krishna's name. Therefore, you should chant Krishna's name. But if you chant Lord Shiva's name, where is your love? His wish is that you chant Krishna's name and you are chanting his name. He will never be pleased with you. What love you have? Love means to... First thing is obedience. Follow the instruction. Lord Shiva is saying, you worship Vishnu, Krishna. Therefore, that's why you... See, the thing is, Hindus especially, they get overtaken by sentiments without a base in knowledge. Oh, I like Shiva, I like Vishnu, I like Durga, I like Ganesha. Not like you. Whether you like or not doesn't matter. The Supreme Lord is Vishnu and the Supreme Lord is Krishna. And nothing, whatever you may think doesn't matter. The fact is not going to change because of your liking or disliking. Because, oh, my favorite God is this. What favorite God? 
we have to stop this we have to learn ourselves i mean we have to learn from the shastra we have to educate ourselves with shastra so the shastra nobody reads why don't you read and then come to a conclusion come always to an informed decision conclusion not just based on your sentiments and you know your your family tradition of whatever they were following based on their own sentiments no use based on shastra that is the proper way to go about things and shastra is directly vedo narayana sakshat who directly the words of god therefore we have to take shelter of them then we will understand what is right and what is wrong <clears throat> but all the other mantras are invalid i'm not saying invalid not invalid but mahamantra nothing can give you as much as the hari krishna mahamantra now we want highest perfection in the shortest time and that is only possible by hari krishna mahamantra no no other mantra will give you that right think we'll stop here जय नित्यानंद राम की जय गौरनिताय भगवान की जय अनंत कोड़ी वैष्णव वृंद की जय शिल प्रभुपाद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंद हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा राहुल पाठक जी अकॉर्डिंग टू भागवत प्रभु यू फर्स्ट रीड भगवत गीता दैट इज माय फर्स्ट एंड फॉरमोस्ट सजेशन के आफ्टर दैट आफ्टर यू रीड देन लेट्स टॉक अबाउट आदर क्वेश्चन हरे कृष्णा